right? Break expectations that you have for yourself, you know, hit PRs, but also find sustainability in the most beautiful thing in the world, right? Exercise and training, the most powerful drug in the world, truly. This is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never- My best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was the moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly, and on this week's episode, I am joined by Nick Perugini, a doctor of physical therapy. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I am not a motivational speaker, and this is probably not the podcast to come to if you want to be fired up, but Nick is that person. Nick's philosophy on training, on pain, um, just the way he talks to his patients and just the way he talks about life in general is super motivating. I left this conversation just really reflecting, and I think that's all we can ask for. So I hope you guys come into this conversation with an open mind and you leave reflecting on what you can do better. And you see a lot of coaches out there who don't want anybody to to go past them. You know, they have they have the interns or they have their strength coaches yeah. underneath them, and it's like those people will always be underneath them. But it seems like what he does, he really pushes people to go out on their own or to to essentially become better than he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always been you know our mindset at the company, right? It's why we pour into our interns and our students, right? Because having people that are trained by you go out and, and do great things, you know, it, it, it says a lot, right? It, that's a, that's one of the highest forms of kind of work and compliments is, is when you have someone who, you know, maybe spent two to three months with you training with you and learning and they go out and, 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 you know, succeed uh, professionally and personally, right. Very important on that one too, personally successful um, and happy, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it you know, that, that means a lot. That's incredible. Right. And so we're in the business of, you know, helping others in that, in that regard, but also helping our peers and our colleagues, you know, live, I would say fulfilling and rewarding lives. Do you think that's something that's in the physical therapy world? Like, is that something that's there, like part of the, part of the business? Cause I mean, just working in an office, I know like no one cares if you succeed personally if you get a promotion like people are just like oh cool you know that's just how it is in the business world but i know is that something that's standard in physical therapy like pushing I people I, I don't i don't necessarily think so i i think in in my like small circle and my i think very small pocket of the world where the people that i'm surrounded with you know, their, their work is a big part of their life. And, you know, with that comes some pros and cons, right? And, you know, the pros are you can make big time impact, right? And that your personal life and professional life are, are kind of, you know, one, which can be convenient, but it, it's also important to know that, you know, your work doesn't define you, right? And that your professional success or professional accomplishments uh, should not be tied to your identity, right? So there, it, it's a double-edged sword in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, like we want to always see our people succeed, uh, whether it's a, a job promotion or going out and opening a business or whatever it is, right? Getting someone better and, and showing a case study, whatever it is, but also just knowing that, you know, those things are, are important but they are not actually directly tied to your happiness and well-being. Mm. Yeah. Which, which in our world and, you know, the people that I grew up kind of looking up to, you know, no one really talked about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's coming down, especially like the last two years we've seen, right. like a ton of people are right. just quitting their jobs. And, you know, yeah. if you're unfulfilled, it's like, you have to do something about it. Yep. It's yeah. Yeah, man. It's cool. It's just, 
I've always loved, I've always been drawn to the strength and conditioning world just because I've seen those relationships and I see just training with the team. I understand like the camaraderie that, you know, if you play a college sport, it's like you're with these guys all the time and you kind of want to recreate that in your work. It's not always possible for people, but it seems like it's something that you've been able to do, which is awesome. Yeah, man. It, it starts with, uh, I think one of the hardest things that you can do is, is lead your peers, right? Is leading, leading peers and being a leader within your peers and having influence within your, even your friend group, right? Or even the, your, your training group um, or the people that you work with, right? That's the hardest thing in the world. Um, and I like to do it because I want to be surrounded by people who, you know, make me better right? Selfishly, you know, so to kind of be able to kind of sprinkle in these things where we're getting the most out of each other um, and creating an environment where you're getting the most out of each other allows for the group to succeed, you know, and that, and that's, that's, you know, that's like being a player coach, like being a captain on a sports team, right? That's like, well, that's what you want, right? As a captain, it's, you are leading by example, but it's not about you, actually. It's about, hey, we got to get everyone moving together. All right? How do you get the, the lowest performing player to step it up five levels so the entire team can, can move in a, in, a, in a direction? Right? I think that's, that's about that's being a leader, right? is, is knowing the um, skill set or knowing the kind of the things and the levers to pull to allow for everyone to start moving in the right direction. When did that start for you? I mean, I think where it starts with it, with everyone, right? It's if you, you sports, right? It's, it's you sports, right? Leading your peers in, in high school, right? Where, you know, I was, I was kind of plugged into a, 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 a strong, I would say sports culture, um, as a, as a child and our high school had a really strong kind of football program, right? Where, you know, you're training year round in the off season in the weight room and, you know, kind of that, that world, right. Which really definitely, you know, shaped me. Um, but yeah, being able to get the most out of your, out of your peers and and your friends, it's tough. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, but what I'll say is it was great practice for all the different roles I've, I've held professionally. Yeah. I know when I was in school, it was almost like to try too hard was seemed looked down upon you know to, yeah, to like man. put effort in <laughs> i don't know why that is when you're like 16 17 years old but it's cool to not give a shit yeah it's it's a big reframe right and and you know even now right it's, it's you want to i think you want to understand like why like why do you want to try right like why why put effort in right even now as a as a professional um why put effort in you know and I think a lot of people don't really have, don't can't really answer that, um, or don't really see the point of trying because their paycheck is going to come no matter what, right? And I, I from what I hear <laughs> in corporate world is that's kind of the that's kind of the culture, right? Is hey man, my, my paycheck's coming. I'm gonna you know in in this in this kind of corporate world, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my job at the bare minimum, and it's still gonna come. Right. And, you know, unfortunately and fortunately, I don't know much about that because that's just kind of not how, you know, my job works because, you know, it's, it's so kind of people driven um, face to face, you know, and, and our company's got a lot of, you know, has a reputation, right, of of giving quality care. Right. And, and, and you know, I have a sign on my wall that says give a damn. Right. So how can I how can I sit with a poster behind my wall that says give a damn, you know, and not give a damn. So it's it just. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, have never really thought about why give effort. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can speak to that as far as having a paycheck is nice. It's really nice to give that up. And, uh, to, it's like something that you're doing going out of on your own, even having a sure thing and going into something that's not quite sure is a really hard thing to do yeah uncertainty is uncertainty is pain right and that's that's a big that's a big concept i talk about 
with my patients, um, right, is a lot of times when people come in, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a training related injury or, you know, some kind of, you know, onset of pain, what is actually the driver for them to reach out and seek help is uncertainty, right? Is it uncertainty that this is going to get worse if I keep doing this? It's uncertainty that um, around the actual, you know, structure, is this damaged, right? Is this broken? Is this pathological? Do I need to go get surgery, right? That thought process of, you know, uncertainty is the future, right? Thinking about the future. And I'm going to be unable to do this thing. This activity is going to be taken away from me. Um, I'm going to have to get surgery and quit everything that I'm doing. That is the spiral of uncertainty. And, you know, the same thing going out um, on your own, right? On a, on a business without, a, without, without a stable paycheck. And, you know, am I going to be able to pay rent, right? And, you know, what are people going to think of me? Um, you know, am I going to be able to execute, right? Am I going to be able to deliver to my clients? Um, am I going to be able to charge what I'm worth, right? That is, those are, those are the thoughts that, you know, I end up having with, with my decisions, but those are all just inner critic, right? And that's, that's ego based on past experiences. And so, you know, on, you know, be, becoming certain in, in, in how I battle that is, you know, have daily non-negotiables, right? Where I know if I do these things, I check the box on these things, I will move in the right direction. And that builds, you know, confidence, builds clarity. Uh, it builds certainty that if I do these things, no matter what, uh, I'll, I'll be successful. Yeah. We'll get to those things as yeah. well. I just wanted to mention, like, I mean, just 10 minutes of talking to you, you can tell that you have more energy and you're you're passionate about what you're talking about. And that's the thing that might not come with the sure paycheck is, like, the people that I work with, they don't have this energy. <laughs> like, if you said, hey, let's do a podcast on Sunday, they're like, nah, Sunday's an off day, you know? And let's just, we're kind of in this mindset of like coasting. And that's how we are as a society. Like we coast, we coast because it's comfortable. Being comfortable is easy. Yeah. I, and you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, um, everyone's got their, you know, definition of, of success, you know, of comfort, um, you know, of happiness and, you know, I, I understand that people like, you know, myself and, and, and probably you, right. And you're, you're hosting a podcast that says better than yesterday, you know, have, have a, have a certain kind of idea, right. Or I, ideal version of themselves and everyone does. Right. And so that idea of yourself is going to dictate how you think it's going to dictate what you do. It's going to dictate what you get. And I will never be able to judge anyone else's ideal version of themselves or judge anyone's actions or their decisions because they're going off an idea that they have of happiness and success. Right. And I, and I, and I support that, you know, you know, fully. Um, and we'll never compare my actions to someone else's because we've got two totally different versions, right. Of what we're looking at when we talk about comfort, we talk about success, talk about um, happiness. Right. And um, as long as people are, are, are doing the things that move them towards that version of themselves, man, that's awesome. I fully support it. Just having something that you're passionate about. It can be. And I mean, that, that's the good thing about that paycheck is that you can get you can get that paycheck and then also do something that you're super passionate about and not have to worry about right. my livelihood. You know, dude, right. Like, hey, man, I, like I love fishing. I'm going to go fish. I get my paycheck so I can go fish with my dog and my girlfriend. Right. That's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that for me, but I'm saying like, that's, you know, a thing. That's definitely a thing. And that's good. Right. That's an awesome, awesome life. So what are those daily non-negotiables? Can you share some of them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it starts, you know, first thing in the morning. Right. So just, you know, waking up when you say you will, when, whenever, Whatever, whatever time that you deem is, is valuable to you, 
um, starting subconsciously with a keeping a promise to yourself, I think is a really strong um, start to the day, right? Consciously and, and subconsciously, you know, it's a huge win, huge win. Um, I think, you know, some of the, some of the other things for me are going to be, you know, a cold shower, for example, right. Doing something very intentionally, uh, uncomfortable that I don't want to do. Um, just like, you know, putting my face in front of the camera, I never want to do it. Um, you know, making a, a personal post on social media, never want to do it. Um, selling someone into a program or price I know is going to help them, but is, you know, a big investment. It's a tough conversation. It's a very tough conversation. Um, going on new business meetings, sales calls, whatever it is, all of these things are very, very uncomfortable. Um, and training my brain, my prefrontal cortex to do things intentionally that are uncomfortable, again, is something that allows me to get used to it, right? Because that is what it's going to take to, you know, reach levels of success um, that, that I kind of see for myself. So cold shower um, to start the day off, gratitude journal, you know, some meditation. I use the waking up app by Sam Harris um, to create clarity, right? And to get my mind super fresh. Uh, there, there are periods in my life when that wasn't the case, when I didn't prioritize those things. And I was on autopilot and I got myself in a situation um, where I knew I had to change, right? I had enough pain in my life that I said, whoa, what the heck is going on here? Um, we have to do something about this. So now, guess what? I prioritize feeding my brain good stuff. <laughs> um, and that's where, you know, kind of, you know, uh, mindfulness and, and finding my center, finding my stillness is a very important part of my life now. Um, the, go ahead. Are you going to say something there? No, I was just going to ask about uh, cold showers. Like, have you noticed any health benefits? Cause it's super off topic, but I just keep, I've always taken cold showers for the last probably three, four years now on a daily basis. And I'm like, this boosts my immune system. I, I haven't gotten sick forever. And then like the last four months I've gotten sick once a month. And I'm like, yeah. Is this even doing anything? Is this worth it? Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I, I, I can't speak on it. Um, the only, again, the only reason why I do it is, 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 well, it's definitely not from a immune system standpoint, but from a, uh, you know, again, a, a prefrontal cortex, um, you know, and, and kind of in placing some intentional discomfort into my life. Okay. So especially first thing in the morning. Yeah. It, for me, it's not a, uh, it's not like a, a health benefit type thing. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. It It is, there is something to just getting uncomfortable, just doing There's that something. thing that you don't want to yeah. do. Yeah. It's, it's doing something you don't want to do, right? Like it's cold right now. You know, it's cold out. It's the middle of winter, you know, and we had, we had a blizzard yesterday. You know, we're still hopping cold shower. Uh, but you know what? It, it's not about the cold shower to me. It's about, you know, find whatever you don't want to do and just do the thing. Right. Like face the lion uh, first thing in the morning. And, you know, it's going to kind of start rewiring how your brain works, your decision making process around doing hard things. That's all it is for me. That's all it is. Um, one, of, one of my one of my other uh, negotiables, again, comes down to like a nutritional piece, which is 30 grams of protein in 30 minutes. And, you know, for me, I've, I've been someone who in the past hasn't done breakfast. Um frequently or consistently. So starting my day off within 30 minutes, getting 30 grams of protein in stabilizes, you know, my, my, my energy, my focus, my blood sugar, um, and, you know, forcing me to get some good calories in, um, off the jump. Um, you know, again, other things are going to be organized, you know, work and living spaces, obviously train. Um, and then, yeah, those, those cover a lot of my kind of personal, what I call daily non-negotiables, I have business ones as well, where, you know, check in with clients, you know, kind of time block my day, um, time block the next day, you know, all of these things that just kind of are, are mundane, um, are very mundane, but I know if I can get those knocked out and literally checked on an Excel sheet, uh, I'm going to be in a really good spot. I know you, you made a post about that recently, like, yeah, is especially sometimes those non-negotiables don't look like much mm. yeah yeah that's you know that's it right it's 
you know, when we, again, all of, all of those things I'm, I'm mentioning, like even just like waking up on time, like why, like, why is that important? Hey, do I wake up at the same time? Do I do it every day? No. Right. No, of course not. Um, there are times where I, I give myself grace, right? I, I sleep in because I am tired and I'm a human, right? But, you know, it's one of those things where, again, I think we've all been in a, in a chapter in our life where, you know, we give ourselves too much grace. And, you know, while I do agree that moderation is good, you know, for the most part, there are periods of time, uh, I think, in our life, right, leading up to, hey, right, opening a business, right, or, I don't know, like making enough money to buy a, a wedding ring, whatever. I don't know, whatever it is where there are sprints and where moderation, you know, is not key and where, you know, just one time turns into every time. And all of a sudden, you know, you kind of are in this place and you don't even know how you got there. And I, I say that because I, 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 that happened to me and you know, when I look back on that, again, that's what happened was I devalued how one decision, um, I, I devalued its importance, right? Like these easy, easy decisions, I now took the value away from why they were important and why they're either going to move me towards the version of myself that I want to become, or I start decaying from comfort. Um, you know, and again, like it, it's, it's such a powerful lesson and I'm, I'm thankful for that experience because it, you know, I, I become, you know, enlightened to it. So this idea of placing value on mundane tasks, like waking up when you say you will, right? Like making sure my blood sugar is stabilized first thing in the morning. So I have clear, consistent energy for my first hours of the day. So, and, and again, when I, when I really think about even something like that, 30 grams of protein in 30 minutes, nothing to, actually has nothing to do with nutrition. It's got everything to do with <clears throat> me being, you know, clear and focused so I can make good decisions. Um, so I'm not spending more money getting Grubhub and then having a huge kind of crash in energy leading to me being more unproductive, leading to me have uh, worse uh, training performance, me being, you know, upset about that and creating a whole freaking thing. Right. So like all of those little decisions, they've got so much more impact than we think. And so when you can say, okay, what is actually the worst case scenario of, you know, me not getting it one time, right. Or, you know, me not getting, you know, hitting my macros, right. Or, or whatever it is, or checking with my clients. You know, it, it can it can kind of change reframe how we think about these things. Hundred percent. I'm having a hard time staying on track because I feel like you're just <laughs> you're just answering questions that I had for you later on. Dude, but, it's all good. It's all good. But do we even start the podcast yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, the thing I wanted to ask is like something that you place an emphasis on on your social media is working smarter, not harder, and yeah. most of my audience me included if you're listening to a podcast where i bring on people who are weightlifters crossfitters coaches we don't have a problem working harder if you tell us to train seven days a week and that's going to get us the results we're going to do it and that's that's what i've done personally i've just you know if i add something in that i like i just keep adding in more until my body is like hey you can't do this anymore so how do you kind of approach that to where you don't stack up so many of these non-negotiables that it ends up suffering the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's a good point. Um, again, that's why I think like the non-negotiables that they don't need to be these crazy things, right? Start with five, you know, five things that, that just, you know, that you should be doing that maybe you haven't done as full capacity or, or consistency, you know, in the past, right? Like for me, I started with, Hey, like, I want to make sure I organize my living and workspaces because <laughs> I know when I'm in a good place mentally by the status of my kitchen, <laughs> when my kitchen looks like pretty good. And like, there's like things are put away. I'm like, yo, I'm operating at a good level right now. 
um so it's again it's like you know starting starting easy but um and leaving and letting yourself know that you can do more right giving yourself room to do more and i think that's a big lesson for the gym right in training is most days you should leave the gym knowing that you could have done more right and because when you are operating at a level in the gym where you gave 100% in the gym that day, right? And then you do it the next day and you do it the next day and you do it for a week, two months straight and you don't leave any more in the tank. That's where you crash and burn. And the number one way to sabotage your progress in the gym is to be hurt, right? And to be in pain. Number one way. And we get in that situation when we have certain thoughts about ourselves, right? Or, or thoughts about what we need to do to achieve the feeling that we want, right? And, that, and that's, a, that's a big driver, right? For a lot of us, we think we're going to feel this way when we accomplish this thing. When I snatch 110, I'm going to feel this way. And that, that thought drives, I need to do more snatch pulls, right? Okay. I need to bump up 10% on my high pulls, right? I need to do my accessories. I'm going to come in again in the evening to do my core work, right? I am going to do all of these things, right? More, 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 more to achieve this thing, because I'm going to feel this way when I snatch 110. And that's all I can think about, right? Instead of reframing it a little bit differently and again, knowing as long as I stay consistent and have very, and I work smart, right? And I listen to my body and I do all of the other things outside the gym. I get feedback from my coach, right? I spend an extra 10 minutes on my warm up sets with an empty bar. I visualize. I do all these things and I reframe myself and saying, you know what, I'm going to build this solid foundation and play the long game instead of more, 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 more. I got to get this thing because I'm going to feel this way when I get it. So that, that's a, that's a huge reframe that I think allows for um, better quality of, of, of training. Right. And also a better mindset around training. Yeah, I love right. that. Is, is is kind of playing that playing that game, and understanding that a lot of times we get into trouble, um, not because your shoulder is you know weak, right? Not it, it. It starts with kind of the the motivating thoughts that we have and the thoughts around ourselves um, and and why we're training in the first place. Yeah, and especially in in a sport, I mean CrossFit, weightlifting, weight on the bar is how you're ranked or how fast you do a given workout so we always want to rush that progress yeah yeah i mean you know here's the thing right the, the the secret to getting strong is training for 10 years right that's that's the secret is you know squat a long time right and build a training age for a lot of individuals that i see right they're in their first three years of training feels like a long time when you've been training for three years. And I, you know, one of the questions I ask is, Lena, how, how long, and again, I, first of all, I want, I want, you know, anyone listening to know is I want people to crush it and stay in the gym no matter what. So my number one goal, my number one goal as a physical therapist, also someone who's like actively competing and training is like lift heavy weight, Right, break expectations that you had for yourself, you know, hit PRs, but also find sustainability in the most beautiful thing in the world, right? Exercise and training, the most powerful drug in the world, truly. So it's about dominating sustainably, in, in my in my opinion, right? That's that's what it is, right? I've been training for you know 15 years. I, I plan on training for another 40. Uh, 50 really and so hey someone's been training for three years 
um, is in a tough spot. I also asked him, hey, how long do you expect or see yourself, you know, to be working out, right, to be doing this? Usually I say 20, 30, you know, 40 years. Okay, so you're in your first 10th, you're in your first 18th of your training age, right, of your training career, right? This is not the full story. This is one very, very small chapter, right? And so, you know, if you've been training for, you know, five years and you plan on, you know, training for another 25 years, again, you're in the first, you're in the first phase, first chapter of your book, right? And if you want to get really strong and be really successful, you know, you got to train for a long time. You know, it takes time for your, your tendons and your ligaments and your body and literally the cells of your tissues to respond and adapt to allow yourself to, to be sustainable, you know, in the gym, to get stronger, to crush PRs. Right. And so that's a, that's a really, I think, powerful lesson and a powerful reframe. Do you have that on a t-shirt dominate sustainably? No, but that might be coming. <laughs> you a hundred percent have to trademark that. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I like that. Sweet. Yeah, man. It's, it's hard though. It's hard. <laughs> I want it now. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. I want it now. It's hard to go into the gym with the mindset hey, maybe I'm going to be at my potential in 10 years from now. Like, in a sport where PRs matter now, the next competition that you have, you think is the most important competition. So reshaping that mindset to, hey, I want to compete, you know, 100 times after this. So one, one meet or one competition that doesn't go your way isn't the end. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, again, one of the uh, <laughs> one of the life and gym lessons that, that I do try and, you know, get across, you know, this is this is for individuals in, in rehab, right? So I don't really like the I don't even like the word rehab, honestly, maybe for uh, individuals that are in pain right now, right? That like don't want to be in pain that want to continue to train. Um, rehab just is, is a weird word that signifies like fragility and uh just things i don't like but what we do right now like you know in this moment um tomorrow at our training session the non-negotiables the actual work that we do in the gym you know isn't going to pay off right now it's not going to pay off tomorrow it's not going to pay off in a week Right. A lot of times the stuff that we're that we're doing, the, the deposits that we're making are not going to pay off for a, a month. Right. Two months, you know, maybe even a year from now. And so it's it's tough because you got to look at where you're at right now, your your outcome, your results of, of where you're at right now, you know, is a story. Right. Of everything that you've done leading up to that point. Right. And you have to say, OK. So I want to be here. I have to create a story that says I did everything possible, you know, in a sustainable way to lead me to that next version of myself. Right. So looking at, looking at it that way is, Hey, where you're at right now is a story of everything you just did leading up to this right here. Right. So what did you do? And if you're not happy with where you're at right now, you have to change. Things have to change, right? Things have to be different. Right. And that's hard because we're going to do what we know. We're going to do what we're used to doing. We're going to do what we're comfortable doing. We're going to do what's easy for us. And guess what? For a lot of people, um, going on autopilot and numbing and distracting yourself and not addressing things that are painful in your life um, is easy. It's easy for a lot, for everyone, actually, because to address the things that give us discomfort and give us pain, it's hard. And it usually means stepping back, right? It's like building a piece of Ikea furniture without the directions, right? You just got, you got the picture of the thing and you're like, yeah, <laughs> I put this together. It's nothing, right? 45 minutes into it, the drawers are upside down, right? You got five other screws that are in the box. They're like, wait, I, I really, I really messed this up. 
I really messed this thing up. Guess what? You take it all, you take it apart all the way. Now you just wasted two hours, but now you're going to put it together the right way. Right? So that process sucks, but taking a step back, right? Rewiring, doing things a little bit differently to build something that's going to be there forever is the way to kind of address that. Yeah. It's just putting in that first screw as good as you possibly can. A lot of times, you know, you get to the end and it's like, Hey, maybe this, this doesn't matter. And then the whole thing kind of breaks. And that's when you go back to that rebuilding process. And it's like, how can I fit this one drawer in perfectly? And then we'll add the second drawer and then the third drawer. So yeah, man, that long-term, that long-term mindset, it's, it's fucking hard. Like if you have, say you have an elite athlete come to you, somebody who, you know, they're, they're training hard. They're, you know, money's on the line here. Yeah. How do you, how do you get them to think long-term? Yeah. You know, again, this is a, uh, you know, this is, this is a real, this is a real scenario, right? So, you know, working with uh, professional baseball, uh, professional lacrosse, you know, all, all of these rowers and, you know, at, at this, at this point, right. It's like one of my, one of my favorite quotes is uh, from Mike Tomlin, you know, yesterday's yesterday, you know, tomorrow's tomorrow, right. Today's today. And, you know, again, there, there are two, I think there are two, two reasons why we can be stressed, right. Or anxious, you know, one, we think about the past, you know, two, think about the, think about the, pre- think about the future, right. Both of those things are out of our control. And so all we can really think about is what we do right now, right. And creating a plan, creating structure and ideally giving certainty in that process. Right. And that's what a plan does. And that's what I, de- that's what identifying, you know, what we call KPIs, right. Key performance indicators, right. Like what, what is actually important? What do we track? What gets measured gets managed. Right. So that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, again, reframe in that situation is, Hey, we've got, we've got a lot on the line here. Let's say we have a, a competition, a meet, you know, we're two, three weeks out and you know, we've got this thing popping up. Okay. What can we control right now? Well, we can control, you know, training plan. We can control, uh, potentially certain in, in, in my world, Hey, range of motion, right. Motor control, you know, strength, pain modulating, um, things like manual therapy, whatever, whatever it is. Right. So there's a lot that we actually have control over in addition to lifestyle factors, what, you know, which would be sleep, diet, nutrition, you know, mindset, um, all, all of these things. And in my experience, there are usually what we call low hanging fruit. There's usually low hanging fruit. Meaning when I look at the individual as a whole, you know, not just their, their body part that hurts, there's usually something that we can address right now to get us moving in the right direction. Um, And so for that elite athlete, we want to find that thing because to get to the desired outcome or desired goal Every, and especially when, when we, have, we have a timeline, we have to address as much as we can, right? And I call that kind of attacking it from all angles to get the person and the, the situation moving towards the direction that we want to go, right? And that's where an assessment and questions and interviewing my, my patients plus the physical examination and testing allows us to address everything, right? To maximize our progress instead of just saying, Hey, you know, your shoulder's weak, like do these exercises. It's not it. It's not it. Yeah. I mean, that's a problem with the traditional healthcare too. A lot of times you spend three, five minutes with a doctor and I know you guys at precision that first at least that first appointment is going to be an hour. And a lot of times it's going to be talking directly, like not just about, Oh, my wrist is bothering me or my shoulder hurts or my knee hurts, whatever. It's like, 
what are you doing outside of the gym? What's your diet look like? Just basic stuff that most people don't think is important. Yeah. Because it's, you have a problem. Your knee hurts. Okay. What exercises can we do to get your knee feeling better? Yeah. So, I I mean, when I went in, um, I worked with Max LePage. Um, yeah. He's no longer there, but I, I'm like, my wrist hurts. And he's looking at my shoulder flexibility, and he's like, I think it's your shoulders. And I'm like, dude, I'm here for my wrist. What are we talking about? Like, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back, like, yeah, 100%, my shoulder flexibility need to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, in that situation, right, I'm, I'm always looking for, uh, you know, for free money right? Free money is going to be things that we can address right now that, you know, aren't going to take much effort. Um, but we'll just kind of a little tweak, um, makes a big change. Right. And so we want to think about pulling those levers that give us the, the greatest outcome. And, you know, sometimes that means, you know, looking at, uh, improving range of motion somewhere else to redistribute stress in the system. Right. And so that's a, that's a big piece. And that's why a lot of the sometimes um, the automated kind of like apps that are out there now, they're not looking at the body, you know, as an integrated system. Right. And, and that's why, you know, individualized medicine will always kind of reign supreme. And it's why uh, it's also why under, understanding someone's story and understanding why they're training, right. The motivating factors, like I said before, thoughts and beliefs, around themselves, around why they're training lead to actions and behaviors, like what they're actually doing, how much they're doing of it. Right. And that leads to outcomes. And so what an automated or AI um, app is not going to be able to do is to understand that person's, you know, drive and also understand their, their emotional pain points um, and their reasoning for training to then be able to truly like address those as well. Right. Because if someone truly has a, maybe a dysfunctional relationship with like why they're training, no matter what corrective exercise you do, it's never going to clean up, especially if there's a volume issue. Right. So one of the other, you know, favorite, one of my other favorite lines is, you know, no corrective exercise will, you know, fix a volume issue. So if you're doing two a days, you know, for three months in a row, adding more corrective exercise is not going to, it's not the fix. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you got a powerlifting meet coming up. Yeah. How has training been going? What it what does that look like for you? Yeah, yeah, training, man. I've had I've had so much I've had so much fun. I I, I truly have had so much fun. I've been uh, on a four day split for four and a half months now, and just you know haven't missed a session. Super consistent. My body has never felt better, uh, which is crazy. You know. I, uh, I've been, you know, just, just hit, hitting hard. And, um, you know, so just a little story about me, like I started really lifting weights, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, you know, probably in eighth grade. I mean, my, my high school football coach, you know, has doing power cleans, right. Overhead squats, snatches, literally in middle school, um, an incredible experience. You know, I did my first powerlifting meet in high school. Our weightlifting coach took us to an annual powerlifting competition, all high schools in the area that went, right? So squat, bench, deadlift. And uh, that was our kind of like benchmark in the off season to get us ready for, you know, our, our strength conditioning for the, you know, football in season. So kind of fast forwarding 15, 16 years later and being able to train and not just train, but, you know, demolish PRs um this this late into my training age you know it's it's incredible and it feels really good and again it's just another kind of testament to playing the long game right and consistency and the reason why i i chose the power lift right now was i've got a lot of things changing in my life and you know whether whether it was relationships business actually moving um, mindset, all of these things have, have just like, have changed for me recently. And the one thing I did not want was chaos, had enough chaos happening in my life. 
And when I think of CrossFit, I think of chaos. I think of Olympic lifting and I generally think of chaos, right? I've been there. Um, but powerlifting was something that is incredibly simple, incredibly hard, but I knew it was coming. I knew how I was going to feel. I knew it was going to be, you know, just me and a, and a heavy bar moving slow. And um, that is kind of why I, I hired a coach to, uh, you know, get me, get me locked in. When I, when I started the program, I wasn't expecting on competing, but, you know, it just kind of happened that, uh, you know, it's time to step on a platform again and get uncomfortable. Do you have a hard time maybe balancing like you're, I mean, you have all these different things going on. So I'm assuming that the powerlifting meet, you're not going to stop working. You're not going to start sleeping 12 hours a night to recover. Like, is it hard for you to balance that performance is important, but it's not necessarily the only thing that you have going on? Yeah, so that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good question, right? It's, I mean, I think, it's, I think what you're asking is like, do I have a healthy relationship with, with fitness, right? That's, that's, that's kind of the question you're asking. Um, and like I said, it kind of, my mindset around it, it, it fits within, um, everything else in my life, right? It's, it's the same, it kind of falls in the same category of, you know, optimizing, right. And like just knowing and putting your, your best foot forward. Um, so, Hey, you know, when I step onto a podcast like this, right. It's like, Hey, I want to have a, a, a solid effort on that. So I'm going to prepare for it and, you know, step into it. Right. When I'm getting on a sales call, right. Or, or, or onboarding a new client, same thing, right? Like, is that uncomfortable? Sure. Uh, I also want to be prepared for it and make sure that it's a high energy, high effort, uh, situation when I'm getting ready to train, same thing, right? It's like, I know this is going to be hard. Um, I know I'm going to have to like be ready for it. So, you know, my sleep needs to be there. My, uh, fuel needs to be there. My overall relationship with how I'm thinking about myself needs to be there as well. So, I mean, for me, training is, and, and, and your outcome of training is a reflection. Again, it's a story, right? So, you know, for me, again, bank account, you know, your body, whether what it looks like or what it's able to do, you know, the quality of your relationships, um, you know, your, your, your thoughts, right? Before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, when you look at yourself in the mirror, like all of those things can, should be moving together, right? And so I want physical activity and exercise and performance to, you know, move all of those things together, right? So, you know, in, in that, in that regard, um, my performance uh, in the gym needs to also mirror my performance in business, in my personal life, um, and, and financially as well. I love that. If you haven't been able to tell from my line of questioning, it's just because I'm going through like a little bit of a training crisis here. So I'm trying to pick your brain on yeah, how, how you do all these things. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> this new, uh, my, my new quote and, uh, you know, my new quote is that the end is secure and in my coaching group, that's, that's kind of a, I've learned that from them and, and kind of what that means, right. Is like, it's going to happen, right. It's going to, and it's going to work out and it's going to work out because you're going to do the things that you need to do to make it work out. I don't know when, but you have, you, you think you truly have to believe that the end is secure, right? So what you want, is going to come as long as you're going to do, do the things that you know you need to do, right? That's your non-negotiables. Right. You're going to do those things and you're going to get what you want. You're going to get what is coming to you. It wants to come to you. Right. You have a goal in your in your head. The universe knows that what that goal is. And it's going to come if you do the things that you need to do. So, you know, when I'm when I'm talking about, you know, my performance, you know, whether it's on a platform or, you know, in life, you know, I know it's coming. And I truly believe and I've also visualized it and I know it's there as long as I keep promises to myself. Yeah, I love that, man. You got me thinking hard over here. 
But when your mind starts going to the future or the past, that's when you're all jacked up. Mm-hmm. That's, that is when you lose it. When you lose now and your decision-making process right now, it's over. Done. Done. That's anxiety. That's fear. That's critic. That's self-sabotage. That's para- That's paralysis. Right. And so for me, again, to kind of bring this to a, another level, right? That's where um, things that drive presence are the most important thing for me, right? Meditation, you know, the journaling, the reflections, the gratitude, the taking a breath, right? Doing some, doing breath work, things that drive, keep me right here in the present moment and not worrying about, hey, the things I did in the past that I'm not proud of right? Whether it was hurting people or not performing at my highest level or letting myself down, right? Not being the best in a relationship um, or an, the best employee I could have been or whatever it is. And then also thinking about the future, man, you know, where's my next paycheck going to come from, right? How am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to be able to, you know, hit that snatch? How am I going to be able to do these things? Those, both ends of those spectrum are, are just toxic places to be and will ruin anything you want. So giving yourself grace on both of them and being able to drive presence right now to make good decisions right now that are going to retell and reshape your story of what you want. That is, you know, been the biggest change in my life is getting present. Yeah. I mean, getting, getting in a cold shower in the Northeast in the winter, try, (laughs) try thinking about something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's, it's, Hey, Hey, we're right here, buddy. Just me and you, right? We're hanging out, and uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna start having some interesting conversations with yourself. <laughs> yeah, man, I love that. Um, where can people go if they want to support you? If they want to keep following you on your journey? Yeah. So uh, for right now, at the time of this podcast, um, at nickparagini.dpt on Instagram is a, probably a, a good spot. Um, I also also have a YouTube channel uh, with over 550 videos. Uh, a lot of them are kind of exercises and me talking through some uh, educational coaching concepts. Um, those are those are good places uh, for now. If you need to get me on email, um, nparagini.dpt at gmail.com. I'm uh, always, always, always um, open to field any questions or to hop on a call or to a talk shop um, and, and kind of get you going in the right direction. Can you reach out? Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. This was a blast. Thanks, Angela. Once again, thanks so much to Nick for coming on the show. His Instagram page will be linked right in the show notes. He is somebody who I would highly recommend giving a follow on Instagram. As much good information as he brought to the show, he does provide a ton of free content on Instagram and really gets you thinking just like he did on this conversation if you guys want to support the podcast there's a few ways that you can do that you can share this one out on instagram and tag at better than yesterday pod and you can also now give a five-star rating on apple and spotify so that is a new feature for spotify so if you haven't already please give the show five stars if you enjoy it if not send me a dm let me know what you would change about it i'm always open to feedback and i enjoy connecting with you guys so much so really looking forward to the next couple week of episodes got a lot of stuff lined up for you guys and i'm just having a blast doing this so thank you guys for tuning in i'll talk to you next week